Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tech While You Trek. I am your host, Adam, and today we're here to talk about Agile Teams with James Sadusky. Please introduce yourself, James. Tell us how long you've been with the firm and what your role is. Sure. Thanks, Adam. I've been with the firm for six years. I'm a senior manager in our healthcare space, and I focus on anything and everything Agile, Agile transformations, Agile coaching, Agile metrics. So just to give a quick recap for our listeners, what are the major tenets of Agile and why are companies switching over to it? We heard previously about the Agile Manifesto, which is kind of the main document and where it all started, which talks about individuals and interactions over processes and tools, working software over documentation, customer collaboration over contract negotiation, and responding to change over following a plan. But beyond that, focusing in on kind of one of the subcategories of Agile Scrum, What the value it tries to bring is using regular iterations to build minimally viable products. So just get it out into the organization, get it out to the customer so that we can build upon it, get feedback. Cross-functional teams that are developing that software, so that includes development and test and just breaking down those silos. And then as a team, just continuously getting better, continuously improving. So you brought up Scrum. Let's stay there. The Scrum team is the atomic unit in that methodology. So would you tell us more about what makes up a total Scrum team? So there are four main roles within a Scrum team, the product owner, the Scrum master, the team of developers and testers, and then oftentimes a coach. So the product owner is viewed as the voice of the customer. So I've actually played the product owner role at one of my clients. You're setting a vision for the team. So the way that a product owner is supposed to write user stories, user stories are the tasks that the team is completing, is as a fill-in-the-blank, I want to be able to fill-in-the-blank so that I can fill in the blank. I'm in healthcare, so as a nurse, I want to be able to review my patients, the medication that they're taking, so that I can know what they're taking and provide appropriate recommendations. If you notice in that, there are no technical specifications in that at all. Right. And so as a product owner myself, I found that very exciting because if they see that outcome and that end goal, then you know these developers in there every day, that's when they can take their expertise and that's when we can empower them in order to go say, okay, I've got this objective, I've got this vision, I've got an idea, but you tell me how to best do it, as opposed to previously where there are very specific requirements. The Scrum Master is the voice of the process. Any ceremonies that Scrum describes, the Scrum Master is generally the facilitator of that process. And so the Scrum Master will manage the board that the team is using in order to track their different work, all the user stories and things and tasks and pieces of work. They're running the daily stand-up, so asking questions like, what did you do yesterday? What did you do today? And what impediments do you have? And then also the Scrum Master is doing the retrospective at the end of the sprint, which is how do we get better? What are the specific items that we want to do in order to improve as a team and work better as a team? The team is the next role on the Scrum team. The developers and testers, they are the ones doing and completing the actual tasks that the product owner sets out. Beyond that, though, they have to keep a critical mind, a critical eye, and ask questions. And then lastly is the Agile coach. As I mentioned, this isn't always a role, but especially in the beginning when teams are just starting out, they can help out. What the Agile coach helps more so with is the behaviors with it. So what is the intention in terms of how do I want to organize this work? How do I want to fulfill these ceremonies? That's what the Agile coach can do. And that role generally falls away, and the Scrum Master will take over once there's a little bit more maturity there. But especially up front, I highly suggest that you bring along a coach. 
So how is a scrum team different from other project teams? And why are companies switching from project teams to scrum teams? The scrum team is designed to be longstanding. So in a traditional project team with waterfall or other development methodologies, you stand up the team around the work that's being defined. So we have an idea and then we say, okay, we need three developers, two testers with this skill set and we go get them and that takes a couple weeks, however long. With Scrum, the idea is let's create that cross-functional team who can really do anything and then bring work to them. So that stand-up period isn't there and we're able to quickly adapt and quickly change direction to what the customer needs. So that's why those iterations are helpful. The iteration which allows us to continually change the requirements and what the team's working on so that if there's ever a snafu or there's ever anything that doesn't go as planned within development, we're able to stop and take stock of that and then change and build upon it as we go forward. With Waterfall, you know, it's all defined up front, and then we're kind of on one path that's a lot more difficult to change as we go down. So proponents of Agile and Scrum have said often that it increases the employee satisfaction. In what ways does it increase the employee satisfaction? Yeah. One of the things that it does is it helps bring the decision-making down to the team, as opposed to a leader coming down and saying, thou shalt do this or thou shalt do that. It really drives teams to work together in order to problem solve and to raise up those blockers, those impediments, as well as provide input as to what the team will be working on. We said that the product owner is defining the different tasks that the team will be doing. But once they define those, then they're handed to the team and the team gets to say how long it will take, how much effort, all those types of things, which really empowers them and helps them to have their say. What should managers of Scrum teams be prepared for, specifically as it applies to things that normal team managers might not have to be? Managers of Scrum teams, at least at first, struggle a bit with that loss of control that I was just talking about. So traditionally, managers are saying, okay, you need to go do these seven tasks The conversation changes when it comes to Scrum. It isn't do these tasks. It's how can I help you with whatever you need? Right, because the problem solving is down at the team level from the get. So it's less about giving marching orders, and it's more about just being that person who's been there and done it and managing the team and saying, okay, what are you working on? What impediments do you have? And how can I work you through that? That's not to say that a manager shouldn't poke and prod the product owner and ask questions and say, well, why aren't you working on this? But it's not their place to say, thou shalt work on this. It's just to look at it with a critical mind and then help their team get through it. So then along those lines, what are some of the struggles that you've seen as teams transition towards Agile? And how have you helped them overcome these barriers? Going through the process and going through the two-week iteration, it takes a little training, but it's not exactly complicated to do. But to do it with the right mindset. So using an example is this two-week iteration that Scrum is supposed to develop a full piece of functionality that's been developed and tested and can work and we can submit it to the customer. Oftentimes we'll see that organizations will do essentially the old way of working in two-week increments. So they'll develop something for two weeks and say that's done, and then they'll test something for two weeks and then they'll build it out there. And so that's just kind of a breakdown in the mindsets. Oftentimes what we do with the big transformations or even while coaching is get that one team or those two teams that are really excited about it and focus and coach them very well so that we have that use case and that shining example of here's what it could be, here are the metrics that could occur or the benefits that you guys could see if you do this well. When people see their peers doing it, it's a lot easier as opposed to having a coach come in and tell them they need right, to do it. Right. So talk to me about some of the successes. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I was a coach for a large program within a healthcare organization who was supporting a, a number of applications. And they 
essentially applied Agile to over 200 people, and we coached them through that. And for the first couple weeks, couple months, they were going through the process and thought it was good, but didn't necessarily see how it was better than what they were doing previously. But that was until their organization decided to make a huge strategic shift, and they needed to completely essentially wipe away all the work that they were doing and start a whole new large series of work that would take them several months, several years to complete. That was where this iteration and this adaptability came into play, where they were able to take essentially half of the 200 people, they were able to take 100 people from what they were doing, and a week later, they were doing something completely different in alignment with this strategic objective. And in talking with the main sponsor of that program, he told me that in the old way of working, when you would have to stand up a team and find the resources, that was something that would take months for them to do. But this time, it took them a week. Wow. James Sadusky, thank you so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. This has been another episode of Tech While You Trek. I have been your host, Adam, and we will talk to you next time. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.